Greetings in the marvelous, majestic, and awesome name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, I am excited as we are moving towards Easter weekend. I'm excited for what is going to happen in the next couple of weeks as we're going to focus or refocus back to the cross of Calvary. Now, this message is not a message we only preach seasonally. We preach about Jesus all year round. But at this time of the year, I like to just go strongly back to the cross. I just want us to take our focus there to in the next few weeks. I believe that during this message of the cross, we're going to receive deliverance, healing. There's going to be souls that's going to be saved. And people that has lost their passion and their first love is going to experience that rekindling of the flame again. And so today, as we come back to the place of Calvary and we come back to what Jesus Christ has done for us, this foundation is always important. And I pray that as we tune in today, and we ask God to open up our spiritual eyes and ears because that was Paul's prayer. Paul said, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He prayed for us. He prayed for the church. He prayed for the church of Ephesians. He said, I pray that you will receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I tell you, the Bible also says in Romans 10 verse 17, um, faith coming by hearing and hearing the message of the gospel. So the more we know about Christ and the more we, the more we, uh, we understand the greater victories we walk in as children of God. And so today we're going to look at our first saying. Now, the Bible speaks about seven sayings Jesus said while hanging on the cross during the six-hour ordeal. While he hung on the cross of Calvary, there were seven things Jesus said. We're going to look into these seven things in the next weeks. I trust that when we get to the end of this teaching, your life will never be the same again so when we look at this teaching we understand that these were not just ordinary words that christ spoke these were not just the words of desperation but we look at the heart of the savior today our first message is titled father forgive them father forgive them the bible says in, in the book of luke 23 verse 33 and we look at the very first portion of the scripture the bible says and when they were come to the place which is called calvary there they crucified him they said calvary is also known as the place of the skull place of the skull because it was either shaped like the form of a skull and that is why it was called the place of the skull hallelujah and so these words um when we look at the words that luke records concerning the crucifixion of the lord there's there's no great detail just a simple statement that that that, that they are crucifying jesus christ this was the moment in time that forever changed humanity was the very moment that forever changed humanity it was there that the son of mankind met redemption it was upon the cross that the holy sinless eternal son of god became our sacrifice atoning for sin we cannot begin to imagine the agony that jesus endured while upon the cross the physical suffering would have been horrifying but the presence of sin being laid upon him would have been even worse. As Jesus hung upon the cross for six long hours, he uttered seven statements. In the final words of Christ, just prior to his death, we get a glimpse of his compassion, his obedience and his commitment to fallen humanity. My God! 
Three of these sayings were addressed to God the Father, and four of them were addressed to man. The three addressed to God the Father, the first, the fourth, and the seven, Luke and John each recorded three of the seven accounts. Matthew and Mark only recorded one, and they both record the same saying. As we look toward Easter and the Resurrection Sunday, I want us to spend the next several weeks examining each of the seven sayings of Christ upon the cross. And this morning we have read, we are looking into this text and we are asking God to enlighten us. Somebody say, Lord, enlighten me. Reveal yourself to me during this teachings that I will be enlightened. And so we're going to take a few moments to consider the eternal truths revealed as Christ prayed this prayer on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do let's pray father today we pray in the mighty name of jesus christ we pray oh god that your living word will transform us we pray oh god that your word that carries life will bring change we pray oh god your word that brings light may transform our thinking and even bring deliverance today in the mighty name of jesus christ i pray for every person listening to this teaching oh god that their hearts and lives will never be the same again in jesus mighty and majestic name so we're going to look at four points in this particular teaching and we're going to look at the words of christ and we're going to speak about the words what each what this statement meant father forgive them so we look at the words of god we look at the words of sovereignty we look at the words of sympathy we look at the at the words of sincerity and we're going to look at the words of sufficiency and that's what we're going to focus on today in this teaching and i pray that you will be enlightened and excited about what god is revealing to you and so that your fire will burn within your heart knowing that this is a massive moment this is something that will change your life forever these words jesus prayed you know one of the most important things or one of the things many people desire is to stand at the bedside of somebody and hear them utter their final words we look at the bible teaches about jacob when jacob was about to die the bible says that jacob called in all his sons and he blessed them and after that the bible says he pulled in his legs and he breathed his last breath and he departed and his spirit departed from him and that's the time he died and so we see that the last words the final words of people is very very precious but the most important words that will ring through eternity is the words that jesus christ spoke spoke on the cross of calvary the first words of sovereignty is that is then jesus said father forgive them for they know not what they do and they parted his raiment and cast lots this was an unnatural request as we look at this particular request father forgive them we must keep in mind that christ our lord was fully god and yet he was also fully man something that boggles and confused people for centuries how was he god and man at the same time completely and fully not 50 percent, 50 percent completely this we learn in christology and this we learn through the doctrine of christ that christ was 100 percent man and 100 percent god he felt the same emotions that we feel we have a high priest that is touched by the feelings of our infirmities and the bible teaches us that he went through what we went through therefore he has this he had feelings and emotions and everything because he became man just like we are he felt the same pain that we feel when they nailed him to the cross it wasn't like he was painless 
It wasn't like he didn't feel anything. He felt the pain that we would feel if somebody would take a hammer and put a nail through our hands. Hallelujah. He dealt with the same temptations that we endure, but he overcame them. This was an unnatural request for the humanity of Christ. The flesh does not want to seek the good of its offenders. Flesh never wants to seek the good of its offenders. Flesh always wants revenge. Flesh always wants revenge. This was, therefore, it was like an unnatural request from Christ. Hallelujah. It wants to be, it wants that revenge for the wrongs that people has committed or somebody has committed to them. Let's be honest. When somebody has done you in, you want that person to feel what you felt. You want somebody to go through what you went through. But Jesus did not only preach the word, but he also lived the word. And we're going to look at the word that Jesus spoke in the book of, of, of Matthew. If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Matthew chapter 5. And I think it's verse 14. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. Let's remember this. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. The Bible teaches us here that Jesus gave a word. I just want to get the correct one. Sorry for that. Let's look at it. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. The Bible says that we are a peacemakers. And it goes further in, in Matthew chapter 5. It says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For this purpose they persecuted the prophets also. Jesus gave these words. Jesus spoke these things. Jesus lived the word. So this is what Jesus said. Blessed. He said you will be blessed. But listen to verse 44 in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 5 verse 44. But I tell you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44. It's a very important scripture that we're looking into today because the Bible teaches us that Jesus not only spoke the word, but he lived the word. He lived the word. Listen to this and I'm going to read it again. It says because he led by example. Christ is, we are to imitate Christ. Paul taught us that we are to imitate Christ. He said, imitate me as I imitated Christ. Stephan imitated Christ when he was on that place of being stoned to death. He imitated Christ. And we need to imitate our Lord and Savior, which is the most difficult thing. And as we continue in this teaching, we will see what these words really meant. The weightiness of this particular words that Jesus spoke. He said, but I tell you, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Love your enemies. Christ proved this and we're going to be dealing with this over the next few weeks. We might repeat some things, but this is important. The Bible teaches us in the book of Romans that Christ loved us while we were still sinners. He loved us while we were still sinners. Now the Bible says here in verse 44, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. When Jesus said, Father, forgive them, he was praying a prayer over those who were busy cutting his flesh and those who put the knife into his side and those who put the nails into his hands. He prayed for their forgiveness. Stephen was on his place of death. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, Stephen said, Father, forgive them. 
for they know not what they do many of us want the evil to come upon our 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 people that has afflicted us and hurt us but i as i was studying this text and looking into this word i began to realize that that is not the ways of god that is not the ways of god as christ hung upon the cross robed in flesh wrongly accused and beaten he prayed that the father might forgive the wrongs that were committed against his only begotten son how many of us could pray that prayer how many of us would be willing if we could christ prayed the spray many of us would release judgment many of us we have the saying that we say return unto sender we return unto sender we, re, we we speak curses but when we know who we are in christ when we understand the sovereignty of god when we understand god's will we know that no man can put his hand on you if god has not allowed it therefore god told israel he says no man can curse whom god has blessed no man can curse whom god has blessed and through this process and through these next seven things we're going to see that jesus christ was not murdered and jesus christ did not do it by force but he gave his life for us as a sacrifice the next thing that we learn about jesus words is that this was an unselfish request if this had been an if this had been just an ordinary man hanging upon the cross he would likely have prayed for god to judge the injustice of the cross he would have prayed then that 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 they would judge that they would judge the injustice of the cross humanity would have wanted the lord to pour out his anger upon those who had committed such crime our prayers would have been directed towards our needs and the desire to escape the suffering christ is not concerned about his physical well-being he's not praying that the suffering might end and his accusers be judged he's not seeking a means to escape this awful torture and death he's praying for the needs of those who are responsible for his crucifixion christ prayed an unselfish prayer and died an unselfish death for the needs of humanity he realized that this was the sovereign will of god and he must endure the cross therefore when he was in the garden he said father let the cup pass me by but not my will let thy will be done oh glory be the god glory be the god the request that he made was an unhindered request at this moment in time christ is now limited in his ministry and this we say with all due respect but he is no longer walking among the multitudes he is no longer healing the sick no longer raising the dead no longer calming the storms he's no longer expounding and teaching the word he's now separated the, the aspect of his ministry but that doesn't mean that he's hindered in his request he's hanging upon the cross beaten and bloody but he still has the power with god he has lived a perfect life free from sin and he still has the ability to talk to god the father even though he is bound to the cross and committed unto the death jesus still exercises the power of prayer when i challenge and encouragement to us today that no matter if our back is against the wall let's learn from jesus and pray jesus prayed in his midnight hour jesus prayed in the hour of death he called upon the name of the lord we need to understand that his power in prayer somebody give god a praise this power in prayer the next thing that jesus did he spoke words of sympathy 
Because this we learn from Jesus is also words of sympathy. Hallelujah. It's a prayer of sympathy. And Jesus spoke a prayer of sympathy. Jesus had, he was persistent. He was persistent. Hallelujah. Jesus said the words, the word that we see here translated from the Greek word, the word said. The word said is translated from the Greek word. And the Greek word is lego, lego. And it's in the imperfect tense when we look at it in this particular text. What does that mean? This indicates a continuous action that confirms to us that Christ prayed this prayer more than one time. More than one time. I'm reminded about the text where Peter asked Jesus how many times does he forgive people? And Jesus said 70 times 7. 70 times 7. Jesus even goes so far to say in the, in the gospel that you know if you do not forgive neither will your father in heaven forgive you. Jesus knew that offenses would come against us. And so even through the endurance on the cross we learn from Christ and we see what Christ has done. We understand that through Jesus' work on the cross, we understand that the price that he paid. And we look at this particular word and this means that Christ prayed the prayer more than one time, which means as he was being crucified, as they were nailing him, as they were putting those nails into his feet and to his hands, and when they were mocking him and, and, and spitting at him and, and when, he was, when he was hanging upon that cross he uttered this words father forgive them oh glory be to god and that simply indicates a continuous action hallelujah christ prayed and prayed father forgive them every time he prayed he said lord forgive them father forgive them father forgive them that they know not what they do they know not what they do peter called it that he crucified the lord in ignorance they crucified the Lord in ignorance because they did not know what they were doing. But we thank God, hallelujah, that Jesus died for us on the cross of Calvary. He maybe only spoke it as we have heard it when we read this. And maybe those who were standing there heard the words once. But he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do over and over again. I can imagine as they threw him to the ground and placed him on the cross, Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. When they put the spikes that ripped through his flesh, he prayed, Father, forgive them. As the soldiers were gambling for his garments and the crowds mocked and railed and spat at him, he said, Father, forgive them. Even as the sword pierced his precious side, he was praying the prayer father forgive them i do not i don't know about you but that does something to me christ continued to pray for those who had wronged him he prayed father forgive them he's he's he wasn't a brief and thoughtless prayer he prayed it over and over again oh how many times do we forgive we learn from the from the example that christ taught us that we need to forgive them we need to say father forgive them for they know not what they do he made a request unto god he made a petition christ who could have prayed for anything at this moment yet his focus was on man's 
greatest need he prayed for the forgiveness of sins he knew that they were separated from god in sin he knew that unless they were pardoned and forgiven that their sin would result in eternal separation and death he didn't pray father condemn them or destroy them he was not seeking the judgment and the peril he saw their forgiveness he would who could have prayed for comfort while enduring the pain of the cross he could have prayed for strength to endure he could have even prayed for the angels of heaven to rescue him because he said this i can call any time a legion and i believe the angels were ready just to just to be dispatched from heaven and come to deliver our lord but he did not pray this prayer none of his petitions were offered he pleaded with god for mercy for every sinful man that stood at that foot of that cross all those people that were railing at him and cursing him he prayed for them he prayed for their forgiveness we see that through this we see the passion that christ had we see his passion one could never doubt or deny the passion of christ it is beyond our ability to to comprehend the torment of the cross we know that it was the lowest form of punishment it was given to vagabonds and murderers and people that the people did despise and he became despised and rejected so that we could be accepted in the eyes of god we thank jesus for the cross today we thank him that he died for us the passion that he had we cannot begin to fathom what jesus and in that dark hour those six hours on the cross and even before the cross the pain and suffering that he endured he hung for six hours but before that there was an ordeal he suffered the whole night the crowns of thorns and the many things that were done to him and we're gonna see what this has done for humanity the cross was devised and we know it was the method of execution it was the cruelest method that man could endure it was meant to slow death full of suffering and pain not to mention the fact that Christ would bear the sins of humanity within his body he who knew no sin became sinner as he endured the torments of the cross his genuine passion was revealed his desire was to see man receive salvation his passion was to provide for the redemption his passion was the forgiveness and reconciliation of humanity he had a great passion for the lost he had a passion for the souls of man he did not desire to see one man perish and in eternal go up to a Christless grave he came to die to give every man on this earth an opportunity to surrender and heal their lives to Jesus he came to die so that man would have access to God he came to shed his blood somebody says passion he had the passion glory be to God the next thing that we learn from these words of Christ is the words it was words of sincerity then Jesus prayed and said father forgive them for they know not what they do and they parted as Raymond and a casted lots we see that through this we see that man's ignorance as i said earlier man was ignorant to what they did but jesus declared that they didn't even know what they were doing they hadn't perceived the, the enormity of the injustice that was being carried out at that day many were unaware of the lies that had been told most were unaware of the holiness and the perfection of christ the, the sanhedrin and his accusers were aware that christ was innocent but the multitude and soldiers were caught in the 
this moment of time to many this was just another criminal accused condemned and sentenced to death their minds had not comprehended all that was taking place they were ignorant of the plan of god they were ignorant of the fact that christ was the messiah and savior of the world their eyes had not yet been opened to the truth i rejoice that god is patient and loving i'm glad that he has sent the holy spirit to convict man heart and open their eyes to the truth ignorance will not be viable argument when we stand before god and give an account for our lives our blessed lord doesn't want any to be ignorant of him oh glory be to god when we look at man when we look at the man at this moment man's indifference surely there were those who had exposed to the truth there were those who had witnessed the miracles they had heard christ speak with authority and power they had acknowledged that he was not like other men they knew that jesus was a special and yet many of them rejected him they were indifferent to christ and their need for him they were not even aware of the enormity of this decision that they made and convinced that Christ was praying even for those who rejected him he desired them to realize their need of him and turn to him for salvation there were those who had been confronted with truth and rejected it and these two needed salvation when we look at these words of sincerity we see also man's inadequacy man's inadequacy what do I mean our Lord knew that he was and he was that he was human that he was human that these were only humans hallelujah he knew that they were only human and apart from him they would remain in their sin he con condemned before god and therefore christ prayed for mercy upon sinful men he wanted them to have the opportunity of salvation and he wanted them to experience the forgiveness i thank god for this prayer, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. It was the prayer of a Savior, the prayer, the passion of Christ. Even till the death, even till the time of his death, Christ still had this passion, the desire for which he came for. Hallelujah. He endured the cross. The Bible uses words, he endured the cross. He went through the, sh the shameful death. So that we could be accepted unto the Father. Oh great and merciful God. The final thing we're going to look at today. Is we're going to look at the words of sufficiency. How sufficient were these words of Christ. To many who looked upon Calvary's hill that day. This man might have looked like a failure. He had claimed to be the very son of God. He had talked of his kingdom and his reign. He even had those who had left everything they had in their lives to follow him. Now to them it appears that it was a life lived in vain. They appeared to be tragic end to the one many considered to be the rebel and the blasphemer. There is no royal crown, only crowns of thorns. There are no crowds of followers, only multitudes who carried for he cried for his crucifixion. No doubt there was those that day who scoffed at Jesus when he prayed. They even railed on him to come down from the cross if he was in fact the son of God. They passed, they passed him as a fraud and as an imposter. The world may not have cared or noticed as Christ prayed upon the cross. 
but I can assure you today that heaven paid attention this was God's son he had been faithful to the work God had called him to he was obedient to the cross his life had been lived in perfect harmony with God the prayers of our Lord were heard and they were answered God did have mercy upon those who stood around the cross that day he spared their lives likely providing another opportunity for salvation the prayers of Christ were heard and they were sufficient we too can rejoice in the sufficiency of the prayers of our Lord he's no longer upon the cross or in the tomb he has ascended back to the heaven he has ascended back to God in heaven but he has not ceased to pray in fact he is right now making intercession for us before the very throne room of God Hebrews 7 verse 25 says wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto him or come unto him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them he's still praying Romans 8 verse 34 who is he that condemneth it is Christ that died yea rather that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God who also maketh intercession for us when we look at this, this is in a moving account of the time that Jesus spent upon the cross of Calvary. It was a time of suffering unlike anyone has ever endured. His focus was not upon the pain, but upon the needs of humanity. Christ was concerned for those who needed a savior. He prayed for a sinful world as he bled and died. Christ died so that all might be forgiven and have eternal life do you know him today as your personal lord and savior if you do not know jesus as your personal lord and savior today i urge you to come to him and to receive him you have heard the gospel truth and you are without excuse do not be indifferent as many were in that day but christians maybe you just needed to be reminded that our lord continues to intercede on our behalf and if you have a need, why not bring it today unto the Lord? Come unto Jesus today and give him your life. He prayed that prayer, Father, forgive them. And today I know that there's forgiveness in the house. If we can only come to the altar, if we can only come to Christ and surrender our lives to Jesus, he will forgive us. He will forgive us. You are assured of the forgiveness of God when you come with a repentant heart. When you come with a heart that calls and reaches out to Christ. Today, He wants to forgive you. Today, He has already forgiven you. But He wants you to accept what He has done and receive that forgiveness. Hallelujah. And when you receive that forgiveness, I guarantee you today, if you've said it from the bottom of your heart and believed it with everything that was in you, you can be there to be, they be a new creation in Christ Jesus. All the old things will have passed away and everything will become brand new. So today I want you today if you believe that God has spoken to your heart and today there's a conviction in your heart that you need to surrender your life to Jesus, then I want you to say this prayer with me today. Say, Father, I thank you that you died for me on the cross of Calvary and that you rose again. I thank you today, Father, for everything that you have done for me when you gave your life and you gave my, your life in exchange for my life. 
You died for my sins. You took my sin upon you to the cross. And today I confess and I believe that Jesus Christ is my Savior and my Lord. I believe that all my sins are forgiven. I'm washed with the blood. I'm delivered. I am set free. I am redeemed in Jesus' name. If you have said that prayer in faith, believing that you are a new person, that today it's your day to say, I am now a son or a daughter of the Most High God. I thank you today that God will touch your life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.